Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your guest host in for Kathy Cook Noble. My name is Karen Cook, and I will be with you for the next little while every Monday night at 5 o'clock. So please join me anytime you have a moment, anytime during the show. So today we are talking about the Ministry of Labor. Is your business ready for the Ministry of Labor? Are you ready for your Ministry of Labor Blitz? So what happens when the Ministry of Labor knocks at your door? (laughs) You crap your drawers. But other than that, you have to answer it. What is the Ministry of Labor? M-O-L. Those are those initials. You want to know those. For those of you that are entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, employees, employers, you have contract work, you need to know who the Ministry of Labor is because they are the watchdog for all businesses. And they're not just the watchdog, they're the enforcement. And Ministry of Labor fines are no small peanuts when it comes to enforcement. So today we are going to talk about the Ministry of Labor. Before we do, I will tell you a little bit about myself. For those of you that were not with me last week, but for those of you that were, welcome back and thank you for calling back in and listening. Join me in the chat room. Can't wait to see what your comments, concerns, questions might be. We can really get a chat going today. So I am a trainer, a developer, an instructor, a teacher. I was a nurse for quite some time. I worked in the legal field, service industry, automotive industry. I guess I've been all over the place. Uh, currently, I have my own training company called Casey Training Plus, and we provide uh, mandatory training specifically for individuals and businesses. We do actually train with the Ministry of Labor Compliance courses, Occupational Health and Safety. I train with first aid and CPR courses. I help keep children safe as well. And I help with the babysitting courses, stay safe, child CPR, which we talked a lot about that stuff last week. So for those of you that listened, fantastic. For those of you that are new, welcome. Please check out last week's show. You can hear it. uh, It's been recorded, so you can sign right on the Inspired Choices Network and have a little listen to it. So for those of you that are with us today, thank you for joining. Join us in the chat room. Let's play. Okay. So let's get into this. The Ministry of Labor. So for those of you that are in Canada, each province actually has its own regulating body called the Ministry of Labor for your province. We we also have them for the territories. If you're in the United States, our American neighbors, hello, welcome. And you will have what's known as the Department of Labor. Same kind of governing body that does the same sort of thing. And I'll talk about both of them. Uh, Of course, I'm a little uh, better off with the Ministry of Labor, but I've been reading and learning about your Department of Labor there in the United States. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, please uh, call in or get in the chat room and let us know what your thoughts are. So just to give you a little bit of history about the Ministry of Labor and why they're here today and what role they have and what do I need them for and won't they just go away? I know we'd like them to, but unfortunately, they do keep us safe, all right? 
So the Ministry of Labor was established way back in 1919. So I guess, oh gosh, it hasn't even been quite 100 years next year. So they actually came about because they were developing and enforcing labor legislation. So back in the 1919s, they didn't have all the rules that they have today. The Ministry of Labor started all that. So we needed something back then so that we were safe at work, okay? The Ministry of Labor's mission is to advance safe, fair, and harmonious workplace practices that are essential to the social and economic well-being of the people. It's all about keeping us safe, keeping you safe. If you're working, you have a right to be safe. If you own the business, you have a right to be safe. Your employees have a right to be safe. And we all have a right to go to work, to be safe, and to come home in one piece. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be coming home in three pieces. Hey, honey, I'm home. Grab my bag. It's, or grab my bag in the car. It's got my leg in it. Lost it at work today. So there are rules, there are guidelines, there are regulations, and there are courses that we have to take. And the Ministry of Labor set all this up so that we stay safe, okay? So the Ministry of Labor has many agencies within within their uh, uh, governing body. And these agencies play a key role in the provinces. They promote health and safety. They make sure that we have fair employment practices. I mean, we all know about that. We hear about this all the time, right? We want everybody to have a chance to work and to be safe. And they also make sure that the stable labor relations in the provinces are regulated in the workplaces. So they make sure you're safe, okay? So the Ministry of Labor is responsible for all labor issues in Canada, in all of our provinces. We each have our own. In the United States, it's your Department of Labor. So they have agencies and they make sure that we are safe, okay? So the Ministry of Labor promotes stable and constructive labor relations. They foster productive workplace relationships. And they make sure that settlements, they assist with the settlements of collective agreements. They help with very employ various sorry employment-related statutes and producing collective bargaining information. So for some of you that work in workplaces that don't have unions, who makes sure you're safe? We have the Ministry of Labor, Occupational Health and Safety, the Human Rights Board. Right? So all of these governing bodies are related. They work together and they enforce the laws to make sure we're safe. So they make sure that we don't work 30-hour workdays. But you're a certain age working a certain amount of hours. You can't have a 14-year-old working 14 hours a day. I mean, I was a nurse for quite some time. I'm used to 12 hours. I even worked extra hours on top of that. It was nothing to work a 20-hour day. But, oh, man, I'll tell you, I didn't even get in the bed and my feet were off the floor. So for those of you out there that have worked your 12, 14, 16, 18, 20-hour days, you know what I'm talking about. So there are rules. You just can't do that. And then what if your workplace calls you back in? No, you got to come. You got to come right now. How many hours off are you allowed? Or, or do you have to have between those shifts? Right? I'm sure some of you are going, yeah, I know this stuff. Good for you. We should all know it. So what happens is the Ministry of Labor makes sure that we are following the workplace mandates that they set up for us, not just as employees, but as employers. Okay, so we all have to follow the rules. 
And the mandate of the Ministry of Labor is just this. They set, communicate, and enforce workplace standards while encouraging greater workplace self-reliance. They develop, coordinate, and implement strategies to prevent workplace injuries and illnesses, and they absolutely have the right to set standards for health and safety training. That's what keeps you safe. You want to keep safe because it, let's say it all breaks down to the finances. If you get hurt at work and you can't work, do you make money? Well, maybe some of you get some time off. Sure, I got sick days, vacation pay, you know, could probably bank that up. But what if I'm off six months? What if I'm off eight months? What if I'm off permanently? I know some of you are going, oh, I know, I know the answer. Get it in the chat room. Tell me what it is. I know you know the answer. We're going to talk about that coming up soon. So the Ministry of Labor enforces and promotes the awareness of these employment standards to make sure that businesses follow that. For example, minimum wage. Gosh, what's it up to now? Is it up to $15 an hour? I think it's up there. So you can't pay somebody less than that. Okay, A regular adult cannot make less than minimum wage. How about hours of work? Do you work four hours, six hours, eight, 12? What if you're asked to stay after 12? Can you stay another 12? Can you work 24 hours? Oh, Lord. 20 was my limit. Boom, done, gone. And I was a walking corpse by that time. All right. So public holidays. Do you have your holidays off? Are you allowed to have holidays off? Do you get paid for those holidays? I don't know about you, but when I worked in healthcare. Holidays? Forget about sitting around eating the turkey. I was the first one taking the call in. Double time and a half? That's two and a half days work in one day. Eight hours. <gasps> then they ask you to stay. Holy crap, holy. I was making 12 hours? Double time and a half. Come on, that's a week's worth of pay. So yeah, I love those times. But did I get paid it? Yes, I did. So you want to make sure that you're paid for your work, right? Sure you do. What other standards are out there? What about being safe? When you go to work, let me ask you this. When you go to work, do you expect to come home? If you said yes in your head or out loud, because like me, you might talk to yourself or I talk to my dogs. <laughs> I think they understand me. What the heck? So you might have said to your child, yourself, your animal, your pet, yep, yep, mommy will be home. Right? They expect you to come home. And you always come home. I know there are some jobs out there, police officers firefighters on the front line they put their lives in danger all the time as a nurse as an office assistant as a teacher working well factories they can get a little dangerous but do you expect to come home sure you do and that's what the ministry of labor makes sure happens you get home safe okay so the ministry of labor has basically three big program responsibilities the first one is occupational health and safety. They make sure you're safe. That means there are courses, classes, postings, books, binders, printouts that all have to be posted and you have to understand what that means and how to keep safe. And your employer has to keep you safe. The second one, employment rights and responsibilities. You have a right to work in a workplace that isn't just safe and healthy, that's free from discrimination, free from harassment, free from abuse, assault, 
free from any elements that are going to cause you harm. And the third one is labor relations. You have a right to work, you have a right to be paid, and you have a right to do that job. So there are tons of agencies and boards and commission that the Ministry of Labor works under. So I'm going to whiz through them really quickly, and I'm going to talk about it after our first break. So there's legal services. They have lawyers there. You can always call. And yes, this is not a paid service. This is all free. They have the Freedom of Information and Privacy Act. When you give your workplace your information, and it's personal, your social insurance number for those in Canada, any identifying information, your driver's license maybe, your birth name, your birth date, how do they use that information, right? This is what tells you. It's private. There are rules. Laws and regulations regarding your work. Job opportunities. Hey, you can work there. Accessibility plans. They have a commitment to French languages services. Codes of professionalism. Teach you how to act. Regulatories, code of practice. Grievance settlement boards for any issues you're having. Office of the employer or worker advisor, depending on whether you own or work at a business. The Ontario, Rela uh, sorry, the Ontario Labor Relations Board. So they talk about different things that go on in the workforce. The Pay Equity Commission. I know that's a big issue still today. doesn't matter your gender. doesn't matter. You get the same pay. That's the way it should be. Prevention Council, how to prevent things. And, of course, your Workplace Safety and Insurance Appeals Tribunal and the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. We probably know it a little bit more as WSIB, uh, things like that. So if you get hurt at work and you're not able to work, as long as you filled out the paperwork and it gets to WSIB, they're that insurance board that will pay you to stay at home while you recover, recuperate, and go through your physio, any surgeries, rest, medication, anything that you need so you can stay at home and get that paycheck. It's not 100%, but you get a percentage. But you're getting money to stay home and make yourself better. So the bottom line, you don't sit at home, have no money, and not be able to pay your bills because stress is what's going to kill you. Money, you can get. You don't want to worry about it. You don't want to worry about where's my money coming from? Where's the next paycheck going to come from? How am I going to pay my mortgage? I can't walk. I can't work. I'm in pain. Okay. So it looks like we're going to go to our first break. When we return, we will continue our discussion. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
<laughs> Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am Karen Cook, and today our topic is dealing with the Ministry of Labor. Are we ready for our Ministry of Labor Blitz? So before we went to break, we were discussing the agencies, boards, and commissions that belong to the Ministry of Labor. So what does the Ministry of Labor oversee? besides what I mentioned. Uh, so they enforce and promote compliance with the Employment Standards Act. So employees have to follow the Employment Standards Act. So they have to follow the rules and regulations of hours of work, environment, pay, uh, equality. So everything regarding you working. They also enforce and promote the Employment Protection for Foreign Nationals Act and Protecting Child Performers Act. I know we've all heard of slave labor, child labor, things like that. There are laws because this happened before these rules were in place. Rules come about because of something that has happened. Children were working in, I don't know, what do you, the sweatshops? Is that what they used to call them? Something like that, as far as I understand. And children, I mean, I'm talking kids that were young, you know, sewing and, 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 putting things together, making items, and they shouldn't even have been working. And whether they were getting paid, that's a whole other story. We can't do that. Uh, it probably does exist throughout the world. I know bad things happen all the time. But I think and I believe that the Ministry of Labor has been a positive influence in most of the percentages of time where we need that help. Okay, So that's why they're there. They enforce the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which reduces or eliminates work-related injuries and illnesses. How many of you out there listening have been injured at work? I don't know if you're sitting there and threw your hand up in the air. Sometimes I get excited and do that myself. But I have been, and it's a heck of a process. And you have to go through so much. You have to go through the workplace and insurance boards. You have to work with them, your doctor, you're off, you have to worry about pay, maybe retraining, starting a new career, going back to school. did it all. I did it all. So if you're out there going, oh man, that's me, I get it. I empathize, I get it. 
good for you for getting back out there. It's, it's a lot of work to get yourself healed. So this is what the Ministry of Labor does through the Occupational Health and Safety Act. They try and keep you safe. And goodness forbid something happens, they're there to help you after the fact. The Ministry of Labor also administers the Labor Relations Act, which promotes stable labor relations and harmonious workplace relationships. Anybody ever watch, I have to laugh, have you ever watched the beauty pageants? I'm not laughing about the beauty contestants. But the one question they seem to ask that always has the same answer is, what would you like to see in the world? You know, hey, I'd like to see me be able to use a gun. But, you know, gun control is a whole other issue. But they always say world peace, right? Don't you want to go to work and have workplace peace? Have a good relationship with your friends, your coworkers, your employers, your employees, your supervisors, your managers. Sure you do. I don't want to go to work and have to head, bad, head bash against somebody all the time. I don't want to get in physical fights. I don't want to get in verbal fights. Now, if you're a soap opera watcher, hey, that may be your life. But it's called a drama for a reason. And the Ministry of Labor makes sure that doesn't come in your workplace. Okay. So the young and the restless stays at home, all right? So who's covered by Ontario labor laws? Pretty much every worker, every worker in every province or every state or every territory is covered by the labor laws. There are some exceptions. The employment standards, occupational health and safety, and labor relations are separate entities. But we still have to follow those rules. So those boards and agencies and commissions I talked about, there are eight agencies. The Grievance Settlement Board, which I mentioned, they help dispute resolutions um, that employers might have with the unions. So they get involved to try and help this. The Office of the Worker Advisor is free advisory services to non-unionized injured workers and or the survivors of that person. Because guess what? An injury is a best case scenario at work. A death, I don't go to work and expect to die. I know someday I'm going to, but I try not to think about that. Right? I don't go to work, I don't leave my house every day and think, I'm not coming back. I plan for my future. I have plans well into next year, the year after, the year after. I hope I'm here. And I figure I will be. So we go to work not to get hurt, not to get sick, not to die. And if we do, who do we talk to if we don't have a union? You phone the Ministry of Labor and you talk to the worker advisor. That's for you. If you're an employer, you're an owner, you own the business, it's yours. There is the Office of the Employer Advisor. And you can call and get advice, representation, education on workplace safety and insurance, any issues related to employers. And they help guide you. They don't just come out and say, hey, we're coming to get you. They help you. They guide you. They give you links and they give you information. And they really do want to see you succeed because the nobody's goal is to hurt somebody. I hope it isn't. I know there are exceptions. But in general, I think we all want to live a nice, healthy, safe, financially sound life. And the Ministry of Labor helps you with that. 
The Ontario Labour Relations Board, an independent tribunal, mediates and adjudicates employment and labour relations. So if you have a problem with your workplace, you don't know who to talk to, you have no union, or the union's not getting you anywhere, you can absolutely call these agencies at the Ministry of Labour. Just go on, or the Department of Labour if you're in the States. Go on the website, find a contact number, and call. They're actually very nice. I've talked to them plenty of times. I deal with Ministry of Labour all the time with my training. So I'm always asking questions, and you know what? I always think, hey, listen, I'm not sure if I've got the right area. wondered if you could help me. Sure, no problem. They're there to help. Don't think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to poop my drawers. No, you're not. You're going to be fine, okay? So uh, we can call. The pay equity office makes sure that we all get the proper pay. All right, they give you information and training regarding pay equity. There is a hearings tribunal regarding pay equity. So if we have any issues under the Pay Equity Act, any unresolved disputes, they will step in and they'll adjudicate that. They'll hear what's going on and make a decision. And yeah, it's final. Workplaces have to follow it. We have to follow it. WSIB, not your fault if you get hurt at work. As long as you're not clowning around. You know, if you're swinging from the rafters, doing some kind of gymnastics over people or workplaces, or you take machine guards off a machine and you get hurt, right? You can't be doing things wrong. We have to follow the rules. But if you get hurt at work, it's not your fault. So the insurance board is there to help you. The appeals tribunal you can go to if you have any disputes or insurance matters that you don't feel is working out for you. They're there for you. Okay. So utilize it. It's a good resource. And the Department of Labor in the States, exactly the same. They have many different agencies, commissions, and boards. They're there to help you. Go on the site, contact. You can email, chat, send, uh, send a message, or call them. I tend to call, right? Because sometimes I might not say in an email exactly what I was looking for. So you can always talk to them, and they'll take you to the right spot. So employers are legally required to provide employees with copies of certain documents. If you own a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking of owning a business, go for it, yay. Uh, but there are rules. It's not just, hey, I'm just going to open a business, hire people, and we'll do what we want to do. You have to follow the rules, because guess what? Your non-best friend, the Minister of Labor, will be down. Hello, I'm here to make sure you're doing things right. And if you're not, we're going to talk to you about this. What they do is to tell you, they guide you, they give you information, they give you a time frame, they come back, you didn't do it? Oh, wait till you hear about that when we get going today. So these blitzes, this information, true stuff, okay, they'll find you. And if it's really serious, they can shut you down until you fix that issue right then and there. Like a machine for factory workers, people that work with machines. You take off the guards of the machines. Those guards are there to keep you from getting cut, hurt, kill you, suck you in, pull you in, take your fingers, your hair, your clothing. You take them off, they'll shut you down. You'll have to get the guy right then and there, put it back on, redo the training, and the Ministry of Labor inspector will stay there. And if you can't get there right away, they'll shut you down. So don't get caught with your pants down. Okay? So... Things that they might want to see, the employment standards posters, hours of work and overtime, 
temporary help agencies and assignments. What are your rights under the Employment Protection Foreign Nations Act? And what is it? That's your homework, <laughs> if you're interested. Ministry of Labor website. Your rights under the Employment Standards Act. What are the public holidays? Come on, I know, you know, you want to know your holidays, right? I want to know when the holidays are. When I was nursing, I wanted to make sure I was available to work them. Not being in that field anymore, I need to know when they are because I may be hosting. But still in all, are you working? Are you not? Is it extra pay? You want to know what holidays you work and you can get paid for. How about civic holiday? How many of you get paid time and a half, double time, double time and a half for civic holiday? I've never been paid extra for civic holiday. And if I was full-time and got the day off, I didn't get paid for it because it's not considered a statutory holiday. You want to know that because you're going to go in, hey, listen, I want my money. Not, not a paid holiday. So it should say it on my board at work. What about deductions from wages? What's that all about? Did they take enough? Too much? What's going on? What is my overtime work? What about an internship? What about a maternity leave, a sick leave? Do you get to go off if you adopted a child? The answer is yes. What's minimum wage? What's the difference between an employee and an independent contractor? And I don't know about you, but the biggest thing I always wanted to know about, what do I get for vacation pay? Come on, I know. If you've had your vacation this year and you're sitting here with me right now, I know you're thinking about it next year. Next year we'll go here, we'll go there, we'll do this, we'll do that. You want to know what your vacation is, when it is, and if you're going to get paid. Because if not, you got to stock up, right? And if you deserve to be paid, you want to make sure your paycheck's right. So that's a big thing. It's all about the finances. doesn't matter what you do in life, where you work, what you own, what you're paid, what you do with your money. It all comes down to needing money to survive. And I don't know about you, but that is not something that I continuously want to worry about, especially if I'm not safe at work, I get sick, I get hurt, I end up losing a body part. Well, and maybe it can be sewn back on. But I don't know. You cut your head off. I hear they're working on it in Germany, but come on. It's not going to happen right now. So you want to come home alive. You don't want to return home dead, right? So we definitely want to make sure that we're safe at work and our employers, the owners, our supervisors, our managers, and even ourselves as employees are keeping us safe. We all have a right to be safe. And that's what the health and safety does. Every worker has the right to return home each, every single day safe and sound. So prevent these illnesses, prevent these injuries. That is the most important thing at any workplace. So get on the website, have a little look, explore it, have a good time. You learn about the safe at work, what their strategies are to keep you safe and how they enforce the occupational health and safety. You can subscribe to their newsletters, find out what's safe. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. They're all over the place. So you can do that anytime. Okay, looks like we're going to break for our second time this show. So when we return, we will pick up 
with our conversation, and I'll kind of get into the United States Department of Labor for my American friends. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Karen Cook, and today I am your host on Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are discussing the Ministry of Labor in Canada and the United States Department of Labor. And are we ready as entrepreneurs, employers, or persons in charge for our Ministry of Labor or Department of Labor Blitz? Because when they come out, they're checking our compliance. So we need to know what is that, okay? So before we went to break, I said when we get back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the United States Department of Labor. So they're not too different from the Ministry of Labor, which governs each province and territory in Canada. So the mission of the Department of Labor in the United States, it's all similar. So it fosters, promotes, and develops the welfare of wage earners, job seekers, and retirees of the United States. It also improves working conditions, advance opportunities for profitable employment, and assure work-related benefits and rights. So the Department of Labor administers and enforces actually more than 180 federal laws and these mandates and regulations that implement them cover many workplace activities for about 10 million employers and 125 million workers in the United States. So you are protected, employer or employee. So there are major laws of the Department of Labor. Wages and hours, very similar to the Ministry of Labor. Talks about overtime pay. Laws for working children. Labor standards for immigration and non-immigrant visa programs. It also looks at workplace health and safety. So occupational health and safety. So that act is administered by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. So they ensure that you are safe at work. There's workers' compensation. So they provide compensation and medical care. And this is for the longshore and harbor workers. So this particular area of compensation 
takes care of marine time employees. So there's a specific compensation for employees in the Maritimes working in that kind of area. Employee benefit security. So it's the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, and it regulates employers who offer pension or welfare benefit plans to their employees. Tell me, when you retire and you have a benefit plan in place, do you count on that money? Or do you think, eh, take it or leave it, I don't care? Well, I bet you count on it. If your place still has some kind of benefit there, don't you want the money? Are there parameters? What if you are fired? What if you quit? What if you, oh, God forbid, die? Do you still get the money? Does your significant under, other, your spouse, the people, your survivors, do they get your money? Did you live to a certain age? That up to my grandmother. My grandfather died early 50s. He died too young. You don't get all that money. She never got a dime. And I can assure you, she needed that money. She didn't work. She raised four children. She took care of the house. They counted on that money. He did that just in case to keep her safe. He had a bad heart. He knew. So she had nothing. So the first time in her life, she had to go outside of the home to work. She had to learn how to drive. Guess what? That cost money. She had a house. Guess what? That cost money. She was in her 50s. So guess what? She had no money coming in. She had no old age pension. She wasn't old. Not that you're old at any age. It's a feeling, right? But at certain ages, you get things. You get more income. So she did. She had to go to work. She had to learn how to drive. She never drove. Had to learn how to maintain a car. How to pay her bills. And she did a great job. But you know what? That was quite a shock. So job security, job pensions. Make sure you know the if, and, buts, why, for, not, age, retiree, death, quit. No, if and when you're going to get that money. Unions and their members, another department. They protect union funds. Just because you have a union fund, good thing, but you want to make sure it's not misappropriated, that that money's there for you should you need it and when you need it. There's the employee protection. So it's, it's like the whistleblower protections for employees who complain about violations of the law by their employers. You cannot be fired from your job for saying, uh, well, I, don't, I didn't know. Like, I, I, I'm not happy here and there's water on the floor and I slipped and fell and you're not making me safe and I can't work like this. And I'm not coming to work until you fix the leak because every time I come into work, I slip and fall. And they say, what are they going to say to you? Oh, you'll come into work or we'll fire you. Oh, I don't think so. You have a right to be safe at work. So when you complain to your employer, sometimes they might say, well, if you don't like it, you can leave, right? But if it's legitimate, you know, if it's at one degree too cold for you, well, wear a sweater. It's a little bit too hot. Well, don't go naked because I don't think that's legal yet. But I'm pretty sure topless, well, I don't know about the United States, but we have this rule in Ontario. Oh, my goodness. But anyways, um, don't wear the sweater, right? You have to wear appropriate clothing in your workplace, whatever their laws are. But if it's legitimate, it's, it's water, 
it's uh, unsafe lights, electrical, right? That's serious business, okay? You have a right to be safe, and they can't fire you for expressing your opinion. Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act for people who served in the armed forces. First of all, thank you for your service. They have a right to reemployment with the employer that they were with before they entered the service. So if you leave your job, you go into the service for a few years, you come back, you actually have a right to come back to that job. So that's what this branch of the Department of Labor is for. Employee Polygraph Protection Act. Oh, come on. <laughs> Who has ever had a polygraph at work? Did you steal my sandwich? Hook them up. Let's find out the truth. I, your workplace can't do that. Okay? You can't have a polygraph test done. I worked for the police at one point as a dispatcher, 911. I never had a polygraph test. And probably of all jobs, that might have been the one I would have expected it. So you can, uh, an employer cannot use a lie detector test on employees. Okay? How about garnishment of wages? What if you owe money and you don't pay? You, somebody can get an order against you. You're going to have your wages garnished, right? How much money's coming out? Do you want to lose it all? Probably not. So there's a little bit they can take. That's the percentage. Family and Medical Leave Act. If you have a baby, you get sick, adopt a child, a serious illness of somebody that is close to you, it lists the job-protected leaves and the eligibility of yours. So you'll know how much you get paid at what time, how much you can be off. Veterans Preference. Um, veterans and other eligible persons have special employment rights with the federal government. They're provided preference in initial hiring and protection and reductions in force. So something for our veterans to look into. Government contracts, grants, financial aid. So sometimes there are recipients of these grants. We have to make sure we're still giving fairness to wages, hours, benefits, safety, and health standards. Migrant and seasonal workers, right? You have laws. How about working in mines, mines and safety? Right. Listen, they can be pretty scary. Construction. Holy crap. That's a whole other issue, isn't it? So lots of construction issues. What about transportation? Right. What if you're a transporter? Whether you're working in the maritime industry, the longshoring, you want to be safe. Plant closings and layoffs. Some plants close at certain times. Right. Oh, we close for six weeks here and there. Do you want to know ahead of time? Sure you do. Because I don't know if unemployment kicks in right away. I have an idea there's a bit of a waiting period. So now, what do you do for that time you're waiting for your money to come in? If you qualify, right? So you want to know. And posters, 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 posters. Get it up. Make sure everybody knows about what's going on in your workplace and everybody's safe. Just a few little tidbits of information about some of the Department of Labor's blitzes. Um, new policies have been put together by the U.S. Labor Department to ensure equal employment opportunity and protect religious freedom. So that's just current. That's within the last week. So this is something that's going on right now because this has been an issue, right? Because if it wasn't an issue, we wouldn't need the law, right? So that's what's going on right now. Religion's coming into effect. Another blitz in the United States, and I'll tell you, they give all the information. I'm just going to read a little bit. 
A settlement with Parker Hannifin Corporation requires the company pay $222,000 to remedy pay discrimination violations identified at its San Diego Composite Ceiling Solutions facility. So if you're there, you probably know who they are. Of course, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, you can't discriminate. U.S. District Court ordered $491,890 in restitution to a union health care fund after an investigation showed that the Employee Benefit Security Administration found members filed false claims. So don't do stuff like that. And if you're the employer, can you afford to lose $500,000, $100,000? Listen, I own my own business. I don't want to lose $100 because I'm going to be compliant. So, yeah, exactly, Christine. Don't do stuff like that. I'm looking at the chat room here. So, yeah, it's absolutely wild. And you don't want to do things that aren't right. Okay? All right. We're going to go to our third break. So when we come back, we will look at some of the inspection blitzes that are going on in Canada, see what they are. And you are listening to Financially Speaking. I'm Karen Cook, your host on the Inspired Choices Network. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am Karen Cook, your host today on Financially Speaking, and we are talking about the Ministry of Labor and being ready for our blitz. I know you almost think blitz and think, oh, I'm going to get myself a nice little tropical drink and go out and put my feet in the pool. That's not so much fun, this kind of blitz. Okay. So since the question at the beginning of our topic was, are you ready for your Ministry of Labor Blitz? And y'all went, yay. No, you went, nay, right? No, I hope you went, yay. So let's talk about what they are, okay? So each year, the Ministry of Labor or the Department of Labor for my American buddies uh, schedules inspection blitzes and initiatives in specific sectors to protect workers' rights under the Occupational Health and Safety Act and the Employment Standards Act and they enhance employers' awareness of their responsibilities. So how do they do this? They come out to your workplace. They actually do announce the focus of the blitzes and initiatives ahead of time. Just on their website, 
hey, we're coming out from January to August of 2018. But you don't know which workplace they're going to. You just know they're coming. And actually, the round that's going on right now in our Ministry of Labor in Ontario, they started April 1st, and trust me, it's no fool. So it's no ha-ha joke. They started April 1st, and it's going all the way to March 31st of next year, the fiscal year. So every April 1st, they start their blitzes. They do it for a year. If they haven't seen your business, oh, they will. They'll be down. I don't care if you have one employee, 10 employees, 100 employees, 1,000 employees, 100,000 employees. Every company has to follow the rules. You have to adhere to the Department of Labor or the Ministry of Labor in your province. So occupational health and safety inspectors come out. They carry out these blitzes and these initiatives. It's not to get you ha-ha. It's to raise awareness of hazards. And they don't find you right away. They're going to warn you, give you time. But it does depend on the hazard, okay? Big hazards, big issues. So raising awareness of hazards, increasing compliance with the Occupational Health and Safety Act and the regulations. Do you have your board up? Do you know what goes on it? And do you have the current information? Have you trained your employees? Are you trained? Are you certified in first aid? We talked about first aid last week. Did you know that if you own a business and you're open to the public, even if you're the only, so you're, you're it, that's it, I'm it. I am the owner. I have to be certified. I have to be compliant. So I have to take all the training. So all you entrepreneurs and business owners out there, make sure, okay? So lots of things that they focus on. So just to give you a little bit of an idea to some of the blitzes that have come out and the fines, and believe you me, they give you all the information, every single thing. The name of the company, the address, the person, the location, the date of the offense, the conviction, the description, the penalties. So just to quickly give you a couple of ideas of what this can cost you in our last five minutes. Because I think this it, it all comes down to finances. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'd be bankrupt. I'd be done. I don't know if the company could survive this first fine, okay? <laughs> and this isn't the big one. Here we go. So there was... This is a worker who was killed in a fall from a restoration company. Uh, this happened, the date of the offense was in 2016. The date of conviction was two years later. And it was in Toronto, Ontario. It was Universal, Struction, uh, sorry, Universal Structural Restoration Limited. It's a construction restoration company. If I have a Toronto listener there and you know what I'm talking about, you just went, holy crap. Although that's probably not the word that I would have used, but it's the word I have to use. A worker who was on the platform of a boom was killed when the boom lost stability and tipped over. While elevating the platform to a height of 50 to 60 feet, the equipment lost stability, went out of control, fell, and he was killed. The company pleaded guilty. They were fined $125,000. One twenty-five. That's an eighth of a mil. But that's not it. That's not it. Hold on. It gets better or worse. The court imposed what's called 
a victim fine surcharge, and it's required from the minister, the Provincial Offenses Act, and it goes to the provincial government to assist victims of crime. It's 25% of the fine. 25% of $125,000 on top of the $125,000. Okay? They have to pay that. Sudbury, Ontario. Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Thunder Bay. I went to school there. It was the Thunder Bay International Airport. I have been there. Well, working on a float truck, a worker fell from the ladder and was injured, not killed, okay? Ladder should have been secured to the top and bottom to prevent movement. How many of you have ever cleaned your eaves troughs or gotten a ladder and hadn't secured it? And no one's there to hold it for you. Listen, I did that once to put Halloween decorations up, and I'll tell you, I'm sure it was cute. Down I go, slow motion, hanging from the tree. I thought, that's it, right? And that was my own stupidity. So at work, I need to be safe. So the construction company was to resurface the asphalt of the runway. The float truck operator was working on the runway. The chains were attached to the mobile office unit. The loader hoisted the mobile office unit, placed it on the float truck, and the worker climbed on top using a ladder to detach the chains. Put the ladder on the deck to get up on the float, and of course the ladder slipped backwards and down. He fell, lost consciousness, and hurt himself. Well, Pioneer Construction pleaded guilty. And they were fined $50,000. And don't forget, 25% victim fine surcharge. So it can be a lot of money, right? So you do not want to get, and I'm going to tell you this last one because I'll tell you something. It's going to blow your socks right off your body. This is called the First Nickel Incorporation. It's a mining company in Chelmsford, Ontario. Two workers were killed in the mine in, uh, let's see, 2014, it happened, 2018 is when the fine came through. There were several, several fines, but just to give you in a nutshell what happened, after a trial, the company was fined $1.3 million. I don't know about you, but I think that's a great way to end today. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Take care and be safe. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.